0: $3 at harrys.com slash rtg that's harrys.com slash rtg for a $3 trial set hey everybody a new month means a new expansion pass freebie as you've probably heard me plug on remember the game we have a patreon full of hundreds of of extra podcasts. The library over there has gotten so big, I figured I'd start giving away a free episode every month here on the Remember the Game feed. If you enjoy this episode and want access to more of them, subscriptions start at just 3 bucks, and you get a new expansion pass every Thursday. We also have a gaming news show game patch every Friday, my vlogging podcast, The Rambling Idiot, every Tuesday, and our Simpsons podcast, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, hosted by me and Mark McHugh, every Monday. They're all available ad-free to our Patreons, and they're finally all available on Spotify. You can even browse the entire catalog without signing up on Spotify if you want to see what's in there. Hit up rememberthegamepodcast.com to check that out. This episode is Expansion Pass number 150, and I ranked all the games we covered on Remember the Game number 101 through 200. It originally aired back on February 15th of this year. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoy this free episode of Expansion Pass and uh I got no clever way to end this. Let's go. What song that or what game that song is from, it might be a little bit of a spoiler for one of the higher ranked games. On the list this week. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you what it is, so that if you don't know what it's from, I'm not spoiling anything. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 150th edition of Remember the Game Expansion Pass. It is one of our Patreon-exclusive weekly podcasts here at Remember the Game Industries. My name is Adam Blank, and if you're hearing this, watching this, checking this out live on a stream, at some point, you have decided that this little train wreck of ours is worth a couple of bucks of your hard-earned money. And if that is the case, from the bottom of my milestone heart... Thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it. Cause it is kind of a milestone, isn't it? 150? Is that like milestone-ish? It's not like a full like 100, 200 milestone, but it's like a semi-milestone. I don't know, hundred a lot of shows don't even make it to 150. Yeah, this is our second podcast to make it to 150. I think that's pretty fucking good. So so I want to do something fun this week. And admittedly, my initial I was shooting for a Marvel's Midnight Suns review, uh not realizing this would be episode 150 when I was planning it. Um, I have not delayed that review because I didn't want it to be episode 150. I delayed it because I'm not done. That is a big fucking game. So uh, we'll probably, I'm 100% going to review it and I really, really like it. But I'm still not finished. So I will probably review Marvel's Midnight Suns in early March. Uh, so I decided to do a ranking episode for 150 because these normally go over well. I know a lot of our listeners enjoy them. I love, love. Love doing ranking episodes. If I ever wanted to launch a dumb podcast, it would be a ranking podcast. Every week, I would just rank something that, or do like a draft podcast, where every week we just do drafts. Both of those would be fun. So, uh, if you don't know, back on expansion pass number eleven, I ranked all the games that we covered on Remember the Game from episode one through episode one hundred. And admittedly, I probably should have done this episode after remember the game number 200, but I fell asleep at the wheel better late than never. We're going to do the same thing this week with the games we covered on remember the game 101 through episode 200 with a few exceptions. I'm eliminating the, the games from the revisited episodes. Uh, 105, 115, 125, you know, we recovered super Mario world. We redid, uh, Mario RPG turtles in time. You all know where those games rank for me already. So I've eliminated those. Plus there were a few interview episodes from one Oh one to 200 that I've dropped out, but it left us 84 games. To rank, and there's some surprises in there. There's some that ranked higher than I think people expected. There's some that might rank a little lower than some people expected. So uh, I I think this is going to be fun. I hope everybody enjoys it, and I'll let you know what my least favorite to favorite game from the Remember the Game 101 through 200 was in just a minute, because as you know, part of your Patreon perk is a peek past the podcast. So if you want to grab your scorecards, follow along with my rankings at home, and get your "How is Sonic Adventure 2 ranked right? that low?" emails prepared. I will tell you what's been going on around here over the last week. And I don't I don't have much to uh, give you a peek at. It's it's I'm recording this a day early. Um, I'm scrambling right now. So uh, Monday we banged out the Rambling Idiot, and I banged out part of Remember the Game. This morning on Tuesday I finished Remember the Game, and it's actually rendering on my other computer right now. And now I'm recording Expansion Pass because I have a show tonight. Tomorrow, uh, which is Wednesday, I'm gone all day. That's normally when I would record Expansion Pass. And then I have another show on Thursday. It's just... This is, I purposely planned my podcast recording schedule from Monday to Thursday because those are the days I very infrequently have comedy. And this week I happen to have comedy on Tuesday and Thursday, both out of town with a day of doctor's appointments on Wednesday. So I don't know if you care, but it's just a trying to get ahead of everything. So there's not going to be a lot of Twitch streams this week as part of your peak. I apologize. Next week I should kind of get back to normal. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like I think the only time I might be able to sneak a stream in this week would be uh, Sunday afternoon. I don't know. We'll see. Just There may not be a lot of Twitch streams this week, so I apologize for that. I I am burning through the backlog, though. The backlog from hell is it's still 10 miles long, but it used to be 10.1 miles long, and we've knocked off the .1. I'm done Doom 3. I finished a Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. I'm shooting to be done Wonder Boy and Monster Land by this time next week. Still trying to get through Legend of Dragoon. Jesus Christ. I don't hate it. I really don't, I like it. It's just, fuck me, is it big? And it is slow. Classic PS1 RPG in 2023. It is, it's It's kind of slow. But I, I am working my way through that. Uh, I'm still trying to work through uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Still trying to work my way through Dead Space Remake. So if you're wondering, next up on the block for modern games is Hi-Fi Rush and uh, Fire Emblem Engage. And next up on the retro slate, it's Wonder Boy and Monster Land, which I should be done in the next few days. Uh, Banjo-Tooie. And then, obviously, trying to finish Legend of Dragoon. So, uh, and then, yeah, if you heard my rambling idiot podcast this week, I have a couple of really big comedy shows coming up at the end of February, early March. So, my focus isn't all on video games right now, but I'm I'm trying to get up, get caught up. Uh, plus, Mark McHugh and I. Uh have had a couple of meetings on Purple Monkey Dishwasher, some test recordings, working on some stuff. I'm really excited for that show. If you don't know, our new Simpsons podcast will be launching on March 6th. This is still what we're shooting for. And then it'll be bi-weekly on Mondays after that, available for all our Patreons at the Junior Executive Vice President level or higher. I do still want to do watch-alongs of the episode of simpsons prior to recording the episodes uh for our senior executive vps because there won't be video versions i haven't figured out an exact date yet but by this time next week you'll know when the date is for the first one of those and uh we'll see how that goes as well so uh lots of lots of moving pieces but that's it i i told you it's a quick peek i i'm not trying to rush it i just don't like all i've done in the last seven days is play video games and work on comedy jokes and, uh, that is that like not the worst life ever. Like, but that's just what's going on. So, um, try to think Nah, you know what, let's just get into the rankings. This could take a while. It's 84 games. I don't have much else to tell you guys. So, uh, let's get into the rankings. That's why you're here. We'll get to the main event. All right. So I'm going to queue up some music from another one of the games that are on this ranking list there it is and when it stops I'm gonna rank the games I covered from remember the game 101 to remember the game 200 enjoy the podcast everybody let's go I hope that song is doing the same thing the doom music did like a month ago i hope somebody's hearing that and they're like what the fuck is that from and they can't place it i that would make me so happy that's dr mario if it's sticking in your thought your craw and you're like what the fuck is that it's dr mario and every time i hear that music all i picture are those three stupid viruses kind of dancing in place while they're going around in the circle on the side of the screen i love dr mario that is on the list of 84 games and spoiler alert it's fairly high because i'm a pretty big fan of that game so uh like i said we're we're ranking the game. We have eighty-four. So sixteen games or sixteen episodes of Remember the Game are involved in this list. And those episodes are the the revisited. There's ten of those. And I've already ranked those. Those are in episode uh, expansion pass number eleven. When I ranked, remember the game 1 through 100. So you can find those out over there. Uh, I did an Apology to Mario 64 episode, which is almost like a bonus revisited episode. So that one is not included. There's some interview episodes we did, uh, like when we interviewed Summoning Salt, uh, Nicholas Pickles from Video and Arcade Top 10, Doug Walsh, our strategy guide author. So obviously they can't be ranked. Mark McHugh and I did an episode about gaming magazines that can't be ranked. So I eliminated basically everything that wasn't just about a game we haven't already ranked. Uh, It still left us 84. Which was a fun list. And to be honest, in some ways this list was tougher than the first hundred. Because when I ranked the games from the first hundred episodes, it was like mostly stuff I had played growing up. So, I they were all on a pretty level playing field. There weren't too many that I'd experienced for the first time. But this list, like of these 84 games, I would guess 30+. plus are games that I've really only sunk my teeth into since launching the podcast. So it was kind of like mixing games that maybe aren't as good, but I have a lot of nostalgia for versus games that are maybe better, but I have no long-term connection to and I have modern impressions of them. And um, There's a couple of very controversial games on this list, like the aforementioned Sonic Adventure 2, like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, games that I know some people love that I don't love quite as much that I had to try to rank without making everybody angry so uh some games finished a little higher than expected some games finished lower than expected i don't really have a logic for how i ranked these i guess when i was sitting down working through my list it was just kind of like which game would i rather play and so i guess that's basically how i ranked them it's not so much best to, or worst the best but it's the game that like the game that's 84th is the game i never want to play again and then the game at number one is the game that i want to play for the rest of my life and then so on and so forth and then one final note there's no comments from our listeners this week i did not erase them before anybody takes that shot uh i just these episodes are just kind of easier to do by myself with all due respect to all of you kids plus um i'm really against the clock this week and just usually when i'm on a week like this i'll do a q a episode but it was 150 and i didn't want it to just be a q a episode so all right all right all right that's the rules let's get this party started number 84 the worst game that I reviewed from in my from my money, uh, in in episode one hundred and one to two hundred was Shaq Fu. It was we recovered we, we we reviewed that one on. Remember the game number one hundred and thirty one. Shaq Fu is the worst. And you know what? As soon as I sat down to make this list, because I honestly there were games in here that I was like, I don't even remember covering that game. Like we're at two hundred and thirty five episodes of two hundred and thirty six. By the time you hear this, there are episodes that I don't even remember doing. Of Remember the Game. But I fucking remember Shaq Fu. And you want to know the truth? Shaq Fu is one of the only episodes of Remember the Game that I'm not proud of. I hate that episode. It has nothing to do with my buddy Brad. He was fine. That game, we just like... I don't know what we were thinking. I guess we just thought it would be funny to shit on this bad game. But it didn't turn out to be an organic shit. Like when we dunked on Echo the Dolphin. Um, It just turned out to be like a... This game really sucks. Why are we talking about this? So if I was to rank... Every episode of Remember the Game, Shaq Fu might come in last, and without question, it's going to come in last on my list. Number 84, fucking Shaq Fu. I hate that goddamn game. Uh number 83 actually was my buddy Brad again. Uh so maybe he he tells me that he always gets the bad episodes and I'm like, "Fuck, maybe you're right." Uh number 83 is Skater Die for the NES, which we covered on Remember the Game 162 already. I feel like we're two games in and we could have a little bit of uh i'm just getting comfortable here i'm leaning back so if you hear the my chair clicks really loud my arms so that's what you're hearing there it's not like my knees are clacking or anything uh skate or die i know maybe we're getting into a little bit of controversial territory here like two episodes in or two two games in but i just don't as a kid i remember renting it because the box art was cool and it was skateboarding and then i couldn't figure out how to play it and then trying to go back to it and play it as an adult i'm like nope Uh, You know what? Frankly, the box art's not as good as I remember, and I still can't figure out how to play it. And I just don't think it's a very good game. I just think it sucks. So number 83 on my list is Skate or Die. That game fucking eats. Uh, Number 82 is a good game, but it's just I have no urge to ever play it again, and that is uh, Duck Hunt. And and you know what? Which we covered on Remember the Game 139. And you know what the thing about Duck Hunt is? Uh, That is one of the episodes, unlike the Shaq Fu episode of Remember the Game, that I'm almost embarrassed of because it's so bad. I'm proud of the Duck Hunt episode. Because I remember when David Ray and I started kicking tires on covering Duck Hunt. And we were like, fuck, do you really think that we can talk for more than 15 minutes about Duck Hunt and make this into an episode that is even moderately entertaining? And I was like, yeah, I I think we can. I know there's not a lot of meat on the duck bone. But I'm like, everyone fucking that grew up in the NES era played this game, right? But you're listening to this now. Sure, maybe you, I like Duck Hunt. I'm sure probably lots of you like Duck Hunt. But do you ever really feel the need to play Duck Hunt again? Probably not. It's packaged in with Super Mario Brothers, which makes an appearance way higher on this list. I'm like, I never, and like, I can't even play it on a modern TV and it's just, it's dead. So... I think Shaq Fu and Skater Die suck. Duck Hunt is the first game that I'm like, it doesn't suck. It's just kind of a product of a bygone era and it's dead. So like the ducks that you're shooting. So number 82 is Duck Hunt. Number 81, this one hurts me a little bit because it's like a guilty pleasure, but the game just isn't very good. Uh, Oregon Trail. For PC, you all know what Oregon Trail is. Like, lots of us grew up playing it in school. Lots of us have fond memories of growing up playing it in school. Someone's going to yell at me for saying Oregon wrong. No matter which way I say it. If I say Oregon, I get told it's Oregon. When I say Oregon, I get told it's Oregon. So, Origin origin Trail. I'm going Origin Trail to piss everybody off. Um, What else is there to be said? The only reason anybody likes this game is because it was better than doing schoolwork. But it's not a good game. I never want to play it again. Number 81 on my list, happily, but this far down is Oregon Trail. Origin Trail, pardon me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life the good and the bad. The ugly. Uh, number 80 is South Park for the PS1 and the Nintendo 64. And I this is the first one where I feel like I might get someone like, "Oh, that's too low." I get it, but like, listen, I when I when we sat out to record that episode, I had to replay South Park. It was episode 121, I remember. I'm not going to tell you all the episode numbers because I feel like that's too many numbers between the rankings and the and the episodes. But when we sat down to record the episode about South Park, I was kind of excited to like fire it up and replay it because I loved that game but when I was like 14 15 years old playing it with my friends during the early days of South Park and just hearing them say their stupid things and like it was fun. But then sitting down to replay it for the show. I was like what a crappy fucking video game. It's so bad. The controls suck. The graphics suck. The story is stupid. The gameplay is boring it's just terrible. So if you had before you yell at me for ranking South Park this low, if you grew up playing that game and you're like, Hey, I remember really liking that game. Leave it, leave it in your memories, leave it there, leave it there. It's not that good. <laughs> it's not that good. So that to me, that's the cutoff of the games that I think are just really not very good. Like everything from 79 up they're at least like passable video games now it's just coming down to which one do i want to play uh, number 79 is castle of illusion starring mickey mouse and i don't hope this doesn't piss people off because that was a patreon poll winner so i feel like there's some people that have a lot of love for that game which is why it won the poll um again i want to make sure i make this clear like it was not hard to rank castle of illusion with mickey mouse ahead of south park it's not a bad platformer it's just super like it's easy you beat it and like i think i beat it in three sessions it's like five levels long i don't particularly like mickey mouse I, i like south park mickey mouse ironically but i don't care for the real mickey mouse i think he's creepy and it's just a very basic platformer uh it's just meh so number 79 is Castle of illusion starring mickey mouse number 78 is another platformer that i know some people are gonna get mad at but it's kind of meh and that is aladdin on the snes it's not bad It's just the same as Mickey Mouse. I think I beat it in two sessions and everyone tells me the Genesis version is better. I know I'll probably have to try the Genesis version already, uh, but I have not tried it yet. So as of now, I'm putting the SNES version of Aladdin in here. And the only reason it's ranking ahead of Mickey Mouse is because I just like Aladdin better than I like Mickey Mouse. But both platformers are like ones you could rent as a kid, beat in a weekend, and then never really feel the need to play again. They're both just run-of-the-mill basic platformer so number 78 is aladdin number 77 this is the first one that surprises me a little bit because i wanted to rank it higher but it just is what it is uh river city ransom for the nes and this is another one that i know some people are very nostalgic for and love it and i get it like playing it for the show i'd never played this one growing up at all uh playing this one for the show i was like i see the appeal i love the graphic style of river city ransom and uh the gameplay itself is okay i just i really think this is the first game on the list that suffers from a lack of nostalgia i think if i had owned this growing up and i'd played it like crazy growing up i probably would have ranked it higher there are worse games than river city ransom ranked higher than it on my list but like after playing it for the podcast a couple of times i was like all right i've seen the stores I rescued the girls. I beat up the double dragon guy. I just don't. I I don't know. I just don't feel a need to ever play it again. You know what I mean? So it's not that it's bad. It's just like eh, I'm good. Uh, so apologize, apologies to all you River City Ransom fans. Number seven. This is already. I can. I can. This is the first one where it's, this game being ahead of another game is gonna piss people off. Uh, if number seventy seven was River City Ransom, number seventy six is Zelda 2 the Adventures of Link. And I know that that's like the redheaded stepchild of the Zelda family and there's going to be some people that are like, "Whoa! I maybe not a I'm not saying I love Zelda 2, but I think it's a more ambitious game than River City Ransom. I think it's cheap as fuck and it definitely needs to be played with save states and I can't beat it, but I I like what it tries to do. I think it's a there's a clever game in zelda 2 and as a kid i if i'd owned zelda 2 i probably would have played it like crazy is it like near the bottom of my zelda rankings 100 billion percent it is but i uh if you were to ask me like what do you want to play for the rest of your life river city ransom or zelda 2 it'd be it'd be zelda 2 because river city ransom i'll beat in a weekend and never have to touch it again i could play zelda 2 for the rest of my fucking life and never beat that game so, I hope we get a remake of it someday because I'd like to see them try it again. I liked some of the, the chances they take with Zelda 2. So that's number 76. Number 75 is Wii Sports. And I listen, I have made my feelings on the Wii abundantly clear. If you by chance never heard them, I am a Nintendo fanboy that thinks the Wii sucks. Uh, I I'm, I'm sorry because I know to some of you the Wii is your NES that was your system you grew up with. And I and I get that. And I get if you're uh, attached to it. Personally, outside of New Super Mario Brothers, the Mario Galaxy games, and I guess Mario Kart Wii, I could never touch a Wii again and be happy. I just don't like that thing. And Wii Sports, if it wasn't for the bowling... Wii Sports would have been down around South Park, Oregon Trail. But I really did enjoy playing the bowling on Wii Sports a lot. That was so much fun. But after the novelty of the Wiimote, like being able to point at the TV screen wore off, I was like, I don't want to play with motion controls. And this fucking system makes me use motion controls and I don't like it. So it's before you yell at me for having Wii Sports so low, you should be like, wow, I can't believe Wii Sports almost made it out of the bottom 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It was 10th. So that's pretty good. Good for it. Uh, number 74 is Dino Park Tycoon, which is another one of those games like Origin Trail that we played in school, except I really like Dino Park Tycoon. I fucking love that goddamn game. Oh my God, I love that game so much. If by chance you never played it growing up, it's a business sim. It's You build a Jurassic Park and it's very, very basic by today's standards. There's only like a dozen plots of land. There's like 20 kinds of dinosaurs and it's not a lot of ways to spend your money and things. And 100%, Part of the reason uh, I like it is because of the nostalgia I have for it. Because it got me out of doing work in school. I got to just play Dino Park Tycoon instead. But I still, I fucking seriously really love this game. I wish it was on mobile. Like I wish, if I could get, if I I would pay $10 to put Dino Park Tycoon on my phone. uh, Like a ported version of it on my phone and just play it. Like obviously Roller Coaster Tycoon and stuff are better. I'm sure the Jurassic Park Evolution games are better. But I have the softest of soft spots in my heart for Dino Park Tycoon. I love that stupid game. Uh, number 73 is Yonoid. And this is one of those ones where, like, I think River City Ransom is a better NES game than Yonoid. I would argue that Zelda 2 is a better NES game than Yonoid. I think if you've never played Yonoid, you never need to play it. It's not that good. It's cheap, it's hard, it's kind of stupid. You play as the Noid, and you don't really ever get to go to Domino's. There's a stupid pizza eating contest between levels, but. They have nothing to do with dominoes. It's just not a very good game, but this is one of those ones where nostalgia plays a role and I grew up playing it and I loved it and uh, replaying it for the show. I was like, it's not as good as I remember, but it's actually not as bad as I expected. If that makes sense. Um, It's not available anywhere. It's not worth paying for like a physical copy. If you just want to try it, just emulate it. It's never going to be re-released anywhere else. Um, it's a stupid game. It's a stupid game with a stupid character and a stupid premise, but it's a good time killer. And by the NES standards, it's not the worst. There's worse licensed games on the NES than No Noid. Number 72. Oh boy. Here we go. Sonic Adventure 2. I know. I don't think this should catch anyone by surprise anymore. Okay. At this point, Sonic Adventure 2 has become, it's Sonic Adventure 2 I almost want to say is the echo the dolphin of episodes one Oh one to 200 with the exception of the fact that like most people don't stick up for echo the dolphin. A lot of people really, really like Sonic adventure two. And if you do awesome, I feel like maybe if I had played it back in the day, I would have really liked it, but playing it for this show, I like Sonic adventure one. That's much higher up on this list. I was super excited for Sonic adventure two and not to rehash this whole argument. Cause we've done this over and over again, Uh, When I was playing as Sonic and uh, Shadow, I did not hate Sonic Adventure 2, but the fact that I had to spend so much of that fucking game playing as Tails, there's my voice crack, Tails, Eggman, uh, Knuckles, or the weird gothic bat girl, and not do anything fun but mash A or look for gems, I fucking hate, I hate, I hate this game. I'm sorry. If you want to know more about how I feel about this game, go back to Remember the Game 183. I really don't... I feel like we've moved on as a a community. So I just wanted to rip the Band-Aid off. There it is. I managed to keep it out of my bottom 10. But number 72 is Sonic Adventure 2. I never want to play that fucking game again. Number 71 is Tecmo Wrestling for the NES. And I know that's got to be pissing some Sonic Adventure 2 fans off. I don't care. Tecmo Wrestling is the best wrestling game on the NES. It is better than some Super Nintendo wrestling games. It's better than some PlayStation wrestling games. It's better than WWF Warzone. It's better than... I think it's probably better than Attitude. It holds up really well. It has commentary and lots of moves and the graphics look surprisingly decent and it's competent in two players and they don't have any big names, but it's Tecmo. Tecmo did everything right back in the 90s and the 80s. Tecmo wrestling is a fun game and if you're a wrestling fan... And a collector, I am, I implore you, try out Tecmo Wrestling on your NES. It is really, really fun. I like that dumb game. So number 71, Tecmo Wrestling. Number 70 is Sonic the Hedgehog, the first Sonic the Hedgehog uh, for the Sega Genesis. I don't hate this game, but I replaying it for the show to get ready for this episode. Dude, not having the ability to charge up. Like in Sonic 2, when when you can like put Sonic in place and spin in place to get some momentum and then take off, you can't do that in the original one. And just that mechanic being missing really hurts that game. And I, again, no nostalgia. I didn't even play Sonic Adventure, the original uh, Sonic the Hedgehog a lot back in the day. I did play Sonic 2 every chance I got, but I don't remember, like, I feel like more kids played the original Super Mario Brothers than they did Super Mario Brothers 2. I feel like more kids played Sonic 2 than they did the original Sonic. And I just, I don't hate it, but I just, it feels very archaic. And I just, I don't, especially now that I've put the time into getting good at Sonic 2. I don't, well, I shouldn't say good, but I've gotten good enough to beat Sonic 2. I just have no words. I'd rather play Sonic 3 than go back and play Sonic 1. Give me my charge, charge spin, it. Plus side, no tails. So it's not all bad. Uh, but that's number 70. Number 69. Nice. On my list. Kirby's Dream Land for the original Game Boy. I have made my feelings about this game abundantly clear as well. Uh, I don't think this is a bad game. If you've never played it, it just got added to NES Online. Uh, you, I I promise you, you can beat it in a day. When I was a kid, I, I've notoriously, I've told this story a hundred times, I spent all my birthday and Christmas money on this game and beat it the night I brought it home. First game I ever bought with my own money. And I beat it the night I brought it home. And it's it's a fine little game. If you have kids and you want to introduce them to a retro game, this is the game to go to. Have them play Kirby's Dreamland. It is It is not that hard. People can beat it. Um, it's a charming little game. It's well done. It's just very, very short and very, very easy. And I'll never fully forgive it for spending all my money. But number 69, Kirby's Dreamland. Uh Number 68, this is one of those ones that might get some ribble rabble, is Star Fox 64. I... Uh, with this one, it's less that I think Star Fox sixty four is a bad game at all because I don't think it is. A lot of people love it, and I get it. I just don't like Star Fox. I that's really all it comes down to is I don't. I don't really. In, I don't like Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. I don't like Star Fox sixty four. I don't like the combat. I just. I find them not very fun. Um, I don't like most of the characters aside from Falco or whatever the fuck his name is. Falcon, Falco, the bird, the angry bird. I just. Uh, I'm sorry. I know there's some Star Fox fans in the crowd. I don't think your game is bad. This is just me ranking games from the one I'd never want to play again to the one I want to play every day. I have no urge to ever play Star Fox 64 again. I just don't particularly like this game. So, sorry. Frankly, like, if there's one Nintendo franchise that could die and I would not lose any sleep over it, it would be Star Fox. I... Send your hate mail to game at gmail.com. All right? Number 67 on my list is the original Final Fantasy On the NES. And this one, like, I don't hate this game. But if you if you were around, we reviewed this one on episode 107. So it's been a long it's been a couple years since we reviewed this one. Oh my god, it's been like two and a half years. Holy shit. But if you were around in that era, when I committed to playing the OG Final Fantasy, everybody was telling me do not play the uh, like the original NES release play one of the re-releases play one of the ones with quality of life improvements play one of the ones that have been cleaned up and I wanted to be Mr. Old School and I was like nay nay I'm playing the original Final Fantasy on the NES and everybody was right if you're listening to this right now and it, I would not recommend this as your first Final Fantasy at all um start with four five six seven eight nine ten start somewhere in there do not start with Final Fantasy one because it's very archaic and tough and slow but If you just never played this one, I do recommend going back and give it a chance because it is the one that launched Final Fantasy. Uh, But I just, I I implore you, take the advice that I ignored. Do not play the NES version. Play one of the re-releases. Play, it is just, that NES version is so slow. It's, kind of broken and listen to the episode we talk about it's a little bit of a broken game but i'm glad i played it i i i I'm, i'm glad i i'm glad i i'm glad i played it dragon warrior is the better nes rpg as you'll find out later up in this list but i like the original final fantasy that's number 67 number 66 is killer instinct um Y'all know how I feel about fighting games. I respect them. I think they're cool. I just suck at them. But I did grow up playing Killer Instinct. I loved the soundtrack. I thought the characters, I still think the characters look cool. Uh, And to be honest, if there was a fighting game today that I was going to try again, there's another fighting game ranked a little bit higher because I never owned Killer Instinct. So I don't have the nostalgic ties to it like I do this other game. But if I was going to go back and play one old school fighter, I would probably be Killer Instinct. Just because I think the characters are so rad. And what it tried to do was awesome. I had the Game Boy version, which I recommend never playing because it was garbage. But I'm a big fan of the Super Nintendo one. So number 66, Killer Instinct. Number 65 is Conker's Bad Fur Day. Uh, And I want to make sure I make this clear if you haven't heard this episode yet. I, I think Conker's Bad Fur Day is legitimately maybe the funniest video game I've ever played in my life that didn't have South Park in the title. I think that game is fucking hysterical, but I didn't play it during the 64 days. I've never played the multiplayer, which some people seem to really like. Um, I think was it, did conquer have a multiplayer? I don't remember. Anyway, I played it on the rare replay, uh, a couple of years ago to do an episode of the show. And well, I think it's fucking hilarious, it's just, it does. it It's, it's, it doesn't control well. It's fucking rough around the edges. I would love not like the remaster they did, but like a full blown remake or a new, like a, a maybe like Conker's second bad fur day or Conker has another bad fur day or another bad fur day or something like that. Uh, because I, I love the characters. I love the humor and what this game tried to do. I really did. It's just trying to play it for the first time. Now it is, it is like trying to drive a shopping cart with three wheels. It is a little tight and that, oh my God, that fucking part where you have to pee on the fucking rock people, at the nightclub makes me so mad. Not because of the P, just because it's hard. So um, it's 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 the, the the frustrating controls balance out with the fucking hilarious humor, and it gets slotted in around the middle. You know, the about a third of the way up conquers bad for day number sixty five. Number sixty four is the other fighting game that I had as a kid or that I like from my childhood, Mortal Kombat two. Again, if I was gonna go back and play one today, I might play Killer Instinct. But I grew up, I owned Mortal Kombat two. I used to play it all the time. I played it as Molina. I was not very good at all. But I have some nostalgic ties to that game just because I grew up playing it. So I, I just didn't feel right... I I don't know. I flip-flopped. I'm putting it behind Killer Instinct. But uh, nostalgia is a powerful jug. And I, I grew up loving Mortal Kombat 2. So I'm going sne- to... Yeah, plus Mortal Kombat 2 is Johnny Cage. And Johnny Cage is the man. So number 64 is Mortal Kombat 2. Number 63 is Need for Speed Most Wanted. I'll be honest with you. If you showed me this list of 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 eighty games prior to me playing all of them and asked me to rank them, Need for Speed Most Wanted might have been dead last, because I just don't play a lot of racing games outside of Kart Racers, and I had no interest in playing it. But then when I actually I went out bought a copy because it won our poll, I started playing it, and I gotta say, man, I enjoyed the fuck. It it gets cheap. I couldn't beat it. I got down to like the final three races, and it, it was just it got way too hard. Maybe cheap's not the word. I don't know. Maybe just the difficulty spike. I just wasn't good enough. Uh, I tried to get good and I couldn't, but uh, I had a blast just playing it, just driving around, not having to worry about buying official parts for my cars and taking care of the damage, just listening to the music and, and ripping around the city. I thought it aged incredibly well for, I played the PS2 version and, uh, I, I was shocked at how good it looked and how good it ran and how good it played. And I had way more fun with it than I ever imagined that I would. So I honestly would have liked to put it higher, but it is a racing game and the next game in front of it is let's i'm gonna be honest that was 63 was need for speed most wanted 62 is bart versus the space mutants and i know bart versus the space mutants is not as good a game as need for speed most wanted mortal Kombat 2 conquers bad fur day killer instinct probably not as good as i'm going back down the list now probably not as good as final fantasy star fox 64 kirby's dreamland Land, Sonic the hedgehog techno wrestling it probably would go back around the Yoanoid area, but again, nostalgia is a powerful drug. And I, you all know, Bar versus the Space Mutants is um, a little bit of like a folk hero around here. I grew up with that game. I played the fuck out of it. I mastered it. I could beat it to this day. And while I I see every single flaw it has, I still just can't help but love this stupid game. So um, that's as high as I could justifiably put it. Is number sixty two. Is Barb versus the Space Mutants. Number 61 is WWF Royal Rumble for the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's not even that good a wrestling game. I just really love playing it. We used to have Royal Rumbles over and over and write down all the stats and keep track of everything. And um, I wouldn't recommend paying more than 15 or 20 bucks for it because you're probably going to get bored of it in a weekend. WWF Raw is better. If you're going to buy one, buy Raw. But uh, I just have so much nostalgia. For WWF Royal Rumble. And I can't. I can't put it any lower. I refuse. Because it's just. Oh and those digitized versions of the entrance themes, Like fucking hot. I love it. Uh, number 60. Is Secret of Mana. I know that's going to piss some fans off. That love RPGs. But I would almost say there's like another cutoff here. For quality. At least in my opinion. I, I like Secret of Mana. My problem with Secret of Mana is. uh, I just got lost. A lot. And it frustrated me. And I wish that there was like a map in it or something. I just, it just pissed me off. And it, had I not gotten as lost as I did as often as I did, I probably would have ranked Secret Man about 10 spots higher. Because like, I think it's a good game. If you grew up playing it, I could see a crack in somebody's top 10. I did not grow up playing it and playing it now. I was like, this is a cool idea that you need to walk through to thoroughly enjoy. And I, do, I hate when I need to walk through and maybe, maybe not everybody does, but I did, and it pissed me off. So it's fine. Number sixty, Secret of Mana. Number fifty-nine is the Simpsons arcade game. It's fucking awesome. It's a Simpsons arcade game. The problem with it is that it's really tough. It's designed to eat your quarters. And once you beat it, you'll probably never feel the need to play it again. That really is chances are most of you have played it, maybe drunk at a bar. It's fine. But you, you know, you put you put a couple of bucks worth of quarters in or tokens in. And you make it two or three levels in and then you end up dying and then you're like, I don't need to play this anymore. It's fine. Admittedly, had the Turtles arcade game been on this list, probably would have slotted in right in front of Simpsons. Those games just aren't that good. They're more just nostalgia and the fun of standing at that cabinet with your friends fighting over who had to play as Lisa. But it's not that good. Number 59. Number 58 is Tomb Raider for the PS1. I like this game. I don't like this game half as much as I like the modern Tomb Raiders, uh, but I like it. I'm a huge Lara Croft fan. I want to play Tomb Raider 2 and 3 now at some point. My only beef with this game was just, um, and again, if I had played it back in the day, maybe it wouldn't bother me as much. The controls are pretty, pretty tight. Uh, Not in a good way. Like, they're very constricting. The way she jumps, the weird running, it can be a little bit frustrating. It can be a lot frustrating sometimes. I did start to get a hang of it, but it took me a long time. Uh, But I think it's a great first game in the franchise. I think it's a very innovative game. I'm a fan. I would play Tomb Raider again. Anything from... Oh, Jesus. I would go like 10 games ago. I'd I'd be willing to try again for the most part. I I got a lot of time for Tomb Raider. Cannot wait to try two and three. I got to play those games eventually. Number 57 is Blades of Steel for the NES. What else do I have to say? If you grew up playing it, you know how awesome it is. If you didn't, I'm sorry your childhood sucked. It's not very deep. There's not a career mode or a season mode or anything in it. You got to write everything down if you want to have any kind of season. Some of the rules are stupid, but I... Who doesn't love Blades of Steel, right? If you want to debate Blades of Steel versus ice hockey, that dance can go for days. Both of them are awesome. The problem with Blades of Steel is that we're probably never going to see it again. Hang on, I got to hydrate here. Ice hockey, I think is on NES Online. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that Blades of Steel is lost to history. And that's too bad because it's a really, really good game. Is it better than ice hockey? Depends on my mood generally though i have more nostalgia for this one and generally i think i prefer blades of steel but i I love this stupid game if you're hearing this you're probably a gamer and for our kind nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files have you ever experienced the loss of a save file it's soul crushing dozens maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that but at the end of the day it's a video game it matters but CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Uh, number 56. This is probably the, the next one that's going to irk a couple of people. Pokemon Emerald, Um, I don't, listen, I don't think Pokemon Emerald is a bad game, Um, you all know I'm lukewarm on RPGs, I don't know what it was, I just didn't really care for Emerald, I love Pokemon Gen 1, and I, and I, I don't remember what episode it was, but in the last year, I finally played, pokemon gen 2 and I, I i probably prefer gen 2 to gen 1 now i get why everybody loves gen 2 and if i'm not mistaken emerald is Gen 3 and i don't know what it was about it it's just it just didn't i just maybe it was just a little too i thought maybe they 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 got in their own way a little bit i just again i'm sorry a lot of people are connected to the one that was their first right someone that grew up with pokemon violet scarlet or whatever may not like pokemon red blue I grew up with Pokemon Red Blue. Those are always going to be my aces. I love those games, and Emerald just feels like that's about when Pokemon started to lose me. They started to add too many extra things, and I was like, "I'm less is more for me." For me, I prefer the. That's why I like Final Fantasy IV more than I like a lot of modern RPGs because I like that it was it was more linear and a little bit more scripted. And I, I don't know what it was, man. I'm sorry. I, go back and listen episode one hundred and twelve. I honestly don't even entirely remember. I just like I could not justify putting Pokemon lower because it's a Pokemon game. But I did not care. I did not care for Pokemon Emerald. I'm sorry. I just didn't. Uh, number fifty-five is Parasite Eve for the PS1. Uh I thought it was fine. I played it. I liked it. I don't really ever feel the need to play it again. Um it's no Dino Hunter. It's or Dino Crisis, pardon me. It's no Resident Evil. Uh it was it was yeah, it was. It was fine. I it's the ending is bullshit, by the way. The final boss in Parasite Eve. That fucking blob chasing you through the fucking submarine or whatever the shit it is. can suck my ass. You can hear about that on episode 152 if you want to. But I don't have much else to add. I, I played it. It was good. I'll probably never touch it again. It is what it is. Number 54. This might be the one that gets the most ire from people. And all I'm asking is before you send me an angry email, go back to remember the game 182 and listen to it and find out what it is that burned me so much about this game. Uh, it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I This game was so hyped up for me. I don't remember. This is what has me nervous about Metal Gear Solid 3 because so many people are like, you're going to love it. It's awesome. And I'm like, am I? Because I didn't like Metal Gear Solid 2 and I don't really like these types of games, but we'll see. But Symphony of the Night, Everybody knows I like Castlevania and I love Metroidvanias. And I was so excited to see where this whole genre kind of launched from. And... I'm sure if you grew up playing it, it's great, but I don't think it's that good. I think the inventory system sucks. And I think hiding half the game without even telling me it's there was a ridiculous decision that I'll never, I will, We've argued. I've argued with so many of you over this. I won't move. I think it was a dumb decision. And I think it's kind of a boring, I think it's been done so much better. I I'm sure if you grew up with it, you loved it. But if you've never played it, I don't think it's going to wow you. Try it. Maybe I'm wrong. I did not wow me. I, I was really disappointed in Symphony of the Night. I'm sorry. But I got it up to number 54. That's as high as it was fucking going. I could not justify putting it any higher. Number 53 is Medieval for the ps1 uh i love that stupid game you play as that dead skeleton and the humor and everything is really funny medieval's controls just leave something to be desired occasionally you're gonna die and it's gonna be cheap and bullshit but the humor was good i thought the combat was good uh it just played like a ps1 game a good ps1 game and uh, i really liked it i'd like to play the second one and i'd really like to play the remakes at some point i don't know if i'll ever go back and play the original medieval again but uh i liked it yeah i it was just fun it was just a fun game and I enjoyed it number 52 is Dragon Warrior for the NES Uh, I know I dunk on RPGs and I don't know what it is about Dragon Warrior it's very boring there's next to no story there's no character development you have one party member next to no customization Dragon Warrior is like a comfort food game for me because you basically just get into a new area, grind until you have enough money to buy all the new equipment, then grind until you get to the next area, then grind. It's just basically a nonstop grind fest. So I can't sit here today and be like, you got to play Dragon Warrior. You're going to love it. But I loved it back in the day. It was a game that I could just put on and and listen to music and just space out. And to this day, it's a comfort food game for me. I think I have it on my phone or like a new port of it. And uh, yeah when I just feel like grinding it's just such a comfort food game for me I, I got time for Dragon Warrior number 51 is Resident Evil Code Veronica X um I'm not sure what else to say about this one I like Resident Evil I've become a Resident Evil we got to pick these up because this episode's gonna be two hours if I don't uh I like Re- you can go back and listen to these episodes if you want more of my thoughts every single one of these games has a full episode to remember the game uh Resident Evil Code Veronica X was fine I just I don't know what it was about it like I like it better than Resident Evil 3 for sure, but I do like the original Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 more than it. Uh, I just think Steve or Sean or whatever his name is is fucking annoying is all hell. Um but other than that it was like a, it was like a fine it felt like a a stop between like the PS1 Resident Evils and then what Resident Evil 4 would end up being. It was it had the tank controls, but it kind of looked Resident not as good as Resident Evil 4. Uh but it looked fine. It was it was good. I'm I'm glad I played it. Um is it in my top three resident evils it is not but uh it's it's a it's worth it's worth if you're a resident evil fan and you've never played code veronica it's worth you can get it for a couple of bucks it's worth going back and giving it a chance just to see what it's all about it was it was fine fucking steve or sean or whatever his name is, is the worst though uh number 50 super mario land 2 for the game boy it's awesome it's a very good handheld platformer so much better than Super Mario Land. It's a little easy. You can beat it in a couple hours if you want to. It's on the Nintendo Switch Online now. And uh, it's, to me, what makes Super Mario Land 2 the best is it's the debut of Wario. I think? Let me, yes, because Super Mario Land 3 was Wario. Uh, So it's going to get a ranking on that just because I love Wario so much. But it's it's a great little portable Super Mario game. And if you're a fan of OG, Super Mario Bros, Super Mario 3 style Mario games, it's a must play. Play Super Mario Land 2. It's a good game. Number 49 is Final Fantasy VIII. I know some people hate Final Fantasy VIII. I am not one of them. I like this game. I like what it tried to do. This is one of the rare games where I'm actually glad I did not play it back when it came out. Because if I had played it back then, I feel like I would have disliked it because it wasn't Final Fantasy VII. But playing it for the first time a couple years ago, uh, and having the internet to help me kind of figure out, because the systems and shit are weird. uh, I enjoyed it. I thought the story was stupid. But I enjoyed the, the mechanics of it. Triple Triad is fucking... One of the greatest mini games of all time. And, uh, I, yeah, I know that, I, I don't know what the percentage is. I would guess two out of three people dislike Final Fantasy VIII and the other third like it. Uh, I'll defend it. I do think it's the weakest of the PS1 trilogy. I think, uh, seven and nine are both better, but I, I like, I'm sorry. I like Final Fantasy VIII and I'm sick of pretending that it's bad. It's not bad. It's a good game. Haters going to hate. Number 48 is Spyro Two. Spyro Two is fun. I think the original Spyro is better. Um, at least from what I remember of them, the problem with Spyro two is having to buy moves and mechanics off money bags. Uh, who's become a a hero here. Remember the game. Oh, um, it's just, it's, it's more of Spyro one, but with a frustrating mechanic where you have to buy abilities, which I, I thought was stupid. But other than that, it was, it was good. I liked it. It's I like the Spiral games. I can't wait to play Spiral 3. And I still have the, the Reignited trilogy sitting here that I have to get to eventually. But I, I like Spiral 2, number 48. Now we're in like the middle of the pack. These are games that are like never going to make my favorite games of all time list, but I, I don't really have anything that bad to say about them. Number 47 is RC Pro-Am. My favorite racing game from the NES. One of my favorite racing games of all time. You can play it on Rare Replay if you want to. It's cheap as fuck because that yellow car is rigged and is designed to beat you and it's crap. But I still, I just, I love this. I fucking love. We, I played so much RC Pro-Am as a kid. And uh, I to this day, I still think it holds up and plays excellent. And I highly recommend, if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass or Rare Replay, check out RC Pro I mean, If you like OG shoot or racing games, so much fun. Love that game. Number 46 is Chippendale on the NES. Just a great NES game. One of the best licensed games on it. Not too hard. Anybody can beat it with a little bit of practice, but it's Chippendale. It's awesome. There's nothing objectively wrong with Chippendale. It's just fun. It's just a fun video game that I have a lot of time for. It's comfort food. I'll play it. I'll play it multiple times again before I die. I like it. You can find a let's play of it on my YouTube channel if you're interested. Chip and Dale is awesome. Number 45 is Kirby Superstar for the SNES. Uh until Kirby and the Forgotten Land came out on the Switch last year, I would have said that Kirby Superstar is my favorite Kirby game. Still probably my second favorite Kirby game. It's a collection of seven or eight Kirby games. Most of them are awesome. It looks so good and bright and colorful and it seems weird to say it because it's one of Nintendo's marquee franchises in Kirby but I think Kirby Superstar is one of the most underrated games on the SNES and even if you're one of those people that hates Kirby and you've written Kirby off because he's too easy and stuff check out Kirby Superstar if you've got NES online or, or a, a Super Nintendo Classic Kirby Superstar is fire it's a fun collection of games number 44 is Toji Ammon Earl for the Sega Genesis played it for the first time a couple of years ago fucking loved it one of the first semi roguelike games where you never know what the gifts are going to be and you need to kind of figure them out and stuff. Um, the only complaint I have about toe jam and Earl is that it's kind of slow. And I know when I reviewed that game, I sucked that toe jam dick and then, Oh, that sounds disgusting. And then a bunch of people went out and tried it after my review and then said it was too slow for them and they couldn't get into it. Uh, I get it. I can see how it's not for everybody, But I I thought it was awesome. I've never beaten it, but it is one that I go back to occasionally on my Genesis Classic. And uh, I love it. I love it. I think they're great characters. Funny game. I got all kinds of time for Jam & Earl. And number 43 is a game kind of like Jam & Earl, but better, in my opinion. And that's Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Another kind of roguelike where you never know where... I don't know if roguelike is even the term. But you never know what power-ups are going to show up where and stuff like that um where the people are gonna be and you got to basically go around level from level and save civilians while not dying and then the amount of civilians you save will carry over to the next level and you can keep going from level to level to level as long as you have at least one civilian alive and uh it's i i i both those games toe jam and earl and zombies ain't my neighbors i've never beaten either one i would like to put more time into either one to get good at beating them because i i have a lot of time for both those games they're both both gems uh, number 42 is Dino Crisis for the PS1. It's Resident Evil with dinosaurs. There's nothing else to be said. I like Resident Evil. I like dinosaurs. People dunk on those old tank controls. I have no problem with them on the PS1. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Dino Crisis. I thought it was rad. God, what I wouldn't give for a Resident Evil 2 remake style remake of Dino Crisis. It's fucking awesome. Number 41 is the original Crash Bandicoot. I've never hidden the fact that I'm a Crash Bandicoot fan, I love that guy. And uh, well, it is probably the weakest of the three, it still holds up. I can still picture the first level in my mind. And uh, I, I replayed it on the Insane Trilogy and enjoyed it. And I'll, I'll, Crash is one of those games that I'll just go back to and play every once in a while because they're fun. I, haters can hate if you want to. Crash Bandicoot makes a good platformer. He, I don't give a fuck. He just does. They're just good platformers. Number 40 is one of the only Sega Dreamcast games I've ever played. And that is Jet Set Radio uh i like that we're over the halfway point now i really i'm gonna start to speed these up a bit because this episode could go forever you can go back and listen to these episodes uh jet set radio's fire i'd never played it i'd always wanted to i thought the graphic style was incredible i thought the music was awesome i thought the the mechanics were great um it was a little bit frustrating at times but i think that's just because i wasn't very good this is one of those games that makes me wish that i had had a a dreamcast back in the day i i have nothing but time for jet set radio if you've never played it uh i actually went as far here's how much i will i would have bought the steam dreamcast collection and then had to change the file name on my computer to get it to work it's a long story listen to the episode uh but it was worth it i that's how much i i enjoyed jet set radio it was dope number 39 is super mario sunshine for the gamecube one of my least favorite mario games not because of the changed mechanics and the water backpack and stuff i just think it controls like shit and the inverted camera is the worst decision ever and it drives me crazy and i hate it i like the game and to be fair i have not yet played it on the mario 3d all-stars package i'm wondering if i can if i can fix the camera this game would skyrocket up my list because i love what it tries to do but the camera is fucking awful fucking awful ah blah One of my least favorite Mario games. It's still Mario. I still love it. But number 39, Mario Sunshine. Number 38, Mega Man 1. The very first Mega Man. Uh, I've talked about this before. I I do not. If you're, if you're, I get a lot of people that are like, I want to try Mega Man because you talk about them all the time. Should I start with Mega Man 1? You should not. It is very, very difficult. It's kind of cheap. It's kind of archaic. And there's a weapon or an item that you need to beat the game that is very easy to miss. And you won't know until you get to the end of the game and realize you don't have the fucking item. So I recommend starting with Mega Man 2 and then going back to the original Mega Man whenever you get time. But as someone that's played the original 6, Mega Man's a whole bunch. Uh, I I love Mega Man 1. I like how hard it is. I know I can beat it. I, I have a full playthrough of it on YouTube. If you're interested, I just think it's awesome. I love hard NES games. And Mega Man 1 is that in spades. It's us. Oh, I... It's it's one of my least favorite Mega Man games and it's still number 38 on this list because it's Mega Man. Number 37 is another very tough NES game that I discovered for the first time on this show and that is Gunsmoke. And I know a bunch of you probably never even heard of Gunsmoke, but if you haven't, find your way. It's so good. This game took over my life for like a week. It's like an auto-scrolling game where you're just, you're like, it's old classic like Wild West like cowboy shooting pew pew and you're fucking walking up toward the top of the screen all the time and your shots can go left, right or straight ahead, like kind of 45 degree angle to the left or right or straight ahead and just one, one hit'll kill you and it is so fucking difficult but it never feels cheap. It handles so well. This game took over my life for like a week. I... Never expected to like this game as much as I did. I love Gunsmoke. So much so that I put it ahead of my precious Mega Man. That's how much I like Gunsmoke. Number 36 is another NES game. It's Bubble Bobble. I don't even know what else I need to say. It's Bubble Bobble. You've all played it, right? Everybody knows Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble's is awesome. Uh, I just like seeing Bubble Bobble. Number 35, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I have never been a Grand Theft Auto fan. And until San Andreas, I had never finished a Grand Theft Auto game. But I played it for the show... And, uh, it, so Vice City turned me off because I thought the atmosphere was cool, but I I hated the way it controlled and I hated that he couldn't swim. San Andreas was like, it kind of made me give Grand Theft Auto another chance. Since San Andreas, I've also played Grand Theft Auto 4 and I love that game. Uh, I really enjoyed, like, some of the things in San Andreas, like the fucking, the, the classic having to swim sucks. Having to level up your swimming sucks. It sucks when someone gives you a bad code. And if you know, you know. Um, also, the, the remote control plane levels are fucking garbage. But for the most part, I enjoy the fuck out of San Andreas. Like, I don't really have a lot of interest in going back to Vice City or GTA 3. But now I've played San Andreas. I've played 4. I'm going to have to play GTA 5 at some point. Uh, I, I guess I'm semi-Grand a Grand Theft Auto fan now. I still don't think they control that well. But I I, I like San Andreas. Uh, number 34, WWF Smackdown for the PlayStation 1. Um, a lot of people ask me about these ones because I talk about the Nintendo 64 Mount Rushmore of wrestling games, but I don't talk about the PS1 games as much. SmackDown's fine. SmackDown 2 is better, uh, but I like liked SmackDown. It was just it felt it felt more simulationy and also a little bit looser than the Nintendo 64 games. I'll always think the Nintendo 64 wrestling games are better than SmackDown and SmackDown 2. But I I really I I love the fucking career mode in SmackDown where you could like see your rec- record in the rankings and stuff. Oh yeah, I I I dude I I like SmackDown. We played it a lot. So go back and check out that episode if you're interested. I I love SmackDown. Number 33 is Castlevania Aria of Sorrow for the GBA. This was what I wanted Symphony of the Night to be. I fucking loved Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. I bought the Advance Collection to play it. Now I got to play the other Advance games because I... With all due respect to Symphony of the Night, it felt very archaic and stuff. This one did not. This one just played awesome. I fucking loved Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Perfect Metroidvania game. And that would have been... The fucking GBA. Every time I play a game from the GBA, I love that system a little bit more and I wish I'd played it more back when it came out. There's more GBA love coming higher in the list too. Number 32 is Final Fantasy X. Uh, I tried playing it as a kid. Got about halfway through. Got stuck. Gave up. Went back to it. Played it for the show. Really liked it. It's probably... It's certainly, it's not in my top three Final Fantasies. It's got an outside chance in my top five. I hate Titus, uh, but I like just about everybody else. I love Blitzball. The sphere grid is okay. Story is all right. Um, What else is there to say? I'm sure most of you have played it too. I I like it. It's a good game. Final Fantasy 10. Solid game uh number 31 luigi's mansion for the gamecube i never played this one growing up when i finally played luigi's mansion 3 on the switch a couple years ago i really enjoyed it and i've wanted to go back and play this one ever since i finally did and uh it was fucking it was tight i call me a fool if you want but luigi's mansion is a better game than super mario sunshine on the gamecube and i never would have a million years imagined that i would have said that until i sat down and replayed both but luigi's mansion holds up i paid like 50 bucks to buy a copy of that for my GameCube. And I own it now. And I'll never sell it. I I thought it was charming as fuck. Really enjoyed it. I wish they'd give Luigi like an actual game. Like a platformer. But it's still fine. Number 30. Mega Man 5. For the Game Boy. It is the only Mega Man game I've played on the Game Boy. And it is uh just outside of a top 5 Mega Man game for me. It is excellent. It's not all that readily available. I think it's on the 3DS eShop. Hopefully eventually it finds its way over to the Switch Online. Uh, I think it will eventually and if it does it is it is it is every bit as good as NES Mega Man but on the Game Boy the only problem with it is that you can only do four bosses at a time which drives me crazy but other than that it's fucking it's such a good Mega Man game ah fuck yeah I, I, I played the I wish I hadn't I sold it and I wish I had it because it's worth a lot of money now and because it's fucking awesome number 29 God of War for the PS1 first or pardon me for the PS2 what was God of War on? PS2 or PS3? How am I second guessing this now? <laughs> no, it's it was PS2, right? I guarantee you people are yelling at their radios right now or yelling at their phones. I'm just having a brain fart and I, I'm looking for it on my fucking shelf. Yeah, because I have the God of War collection on PS3. So I think it was PS2. Anyway, God of War, the original God of War. Uh, I do not think the OG God of War games are as good as the modern God of War games. Uh, because they're very hack and slashy And there's not as much story and stuff But they're also on a lot older system That said I enjoyed the original God of War A hundred times more Than I ever expected I would And in that game dude That first fight Where you fight the big Kraken thing Where you're on the ship Out at sea And you have to like impale it on Oh fuck It's It's if you if you've played the modern God of War's and you've never gone back and played the original ones, I recommend looking up one of the HD collections and giving them a chance. I I want to play two and three now. Uh, I really enjoyed God of War. Um, it, it's it's awesome. Uh, number twenty eight is Bully for the PS two. Uh, I always wanted to play it back in the day. Never did. Loved it. My only problem with Bully is I wanted to do more bullying. I know it sounds stupid, but if you've played it, you know what I mean? Like, he almost becomes kind of like a good guy trying to stop another bully instead. And I was like, I, I wanted more emphasis on, like, being a bully and picking on kids and stuff because it's it's bully. And I know you might be thinking, like, bullying's wrong, but I'm like, this is the company that makes Grand Theft Auto. You can't tell me it's okay to steal cars and shoot prostitutes, but it's not okay to give a kid a swirly. I wish there was more bullying, but I really – I look, I just ranked bully – Fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven spots ahead of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I like Bully better. I wish they'd make more. I don't think we'll ever get a Bully game again. And that sucks because I fucking love that game. It was awesome. Number 27 motherfucking Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast As for everything I didn't like about Sonic Adventure 2 I fucking loved Sonic Adventure 1 I thought this game was awesome I want more of it the soundtrack is awesome the levels are awesome the graphics are awesome I just thoroughly th- to this moment my favorite 3D Sonic Sonic Frontiers can suck an egg Sonic Adventure is my favorite 3D Sonic I still to this minute think this is a good fucking video game love that game uh, Batman Batman on the NES is number 26. That's one of the games I'm committed to beating this year. I I played it a little bit as a kid, got really into it as an adult. It's super tough, but I think it's fair. I love the way it handles, it looks awesome. One of the best NES soundtracks, one of the best NES games. If you go back and listen to the episode where I ranked the Batman games, or part of me ranked my favorite NES games. Uh Batman may I think top 10. It's a very, very good game. Not available anywhere. Feel free to emulate the fuck out of it because they're never going to re-release it. Uh, it's a great, great fucking beat-em-up video game on the NES. Uh, now we're into the top 25. We got to get moving. A lot of the games you're about to hear about, I have talked about a lot, so I'll probably go faster through these ones. Number 25 is uh, the game we did on episode 101 to kick off the second era, and that is Super Castlevania 4. To this day, arguably my favorite Castlevania game top two at least anyways some people dunk on it for being too easy I disagree I think it looks awesome plays awesome it's the NES ones but on steroids it's just fire Super Castlevania 4 is awesome must play play it it's great number 24 is another Super Nintendo game and that is Super Ghouls and Ghosts fuck I love that that was another one anyone that was around a couple years ago when I started playing that that game took over my fucking life because it is so goddamn hard and i just could not and i can't beat it i can get to the end but then you need that stupid special weapon and it's the boss before the final boss that i cannot fucking beat and it drives me crazy but i i just became obsessed with super ghouls and ghosts i love that game love it and i i have resurrected on my switch i just haven't turned it on yet and it's one of my most anticipated i gotta play it love ghouls and ghosts number 23 is final fantasy 5 advance fucking i did not ex- again advanced game uh, i did not expect to like this one as much as i did the story is basically non-existent but the job system and the way you can level up your characters however you want and give them various abilities and stuff uh just won me over i fucking great great game the fucking final fantasy trilogy four five and six are all top top cheddar final fantasy games and if you've never played final fantasy 5 advance hopefully it comes to switch online otherwise it's it's worth looking up if you're a final fantasy fan it's very good number 22 is uncharted uh for the ps3 fucking uncharted's awesome i love all four of those games uh, i like the tomb raider games a little bit better but these were some of the first games I played when I got back into the PlayStation ecosystem because I, I missed most of the PS2, hence why I got tripped up by God of War and everything. And I didn't start playing PS3 until near the end of the PS3. And when I got my PS3, it came with a copy of Uncharted 3, I think. And then I went out and bought Uncharted 1 and 2 and just inhaled the trilogy. I, I love those single-player narrative, like third-person narrative-based games. And Uncharted those... Ah, oh, Naughty Dog can do no wrong. I love Naughty Dog. Number 21 is Skyrim. What else is there to say? I've never beaten it. I have no idea what the fuck the story is. I just love running around like a god and killing everything and stealing stuff. Skyrim. Like, I don't need to say anything. Everyone listens knows more about Skyrim than I do. Number 20, Shadow of the Colossus. I had no... <laughs> no sales can hold Dr. Colossus. I had no idea what the fuck this game was when I went in. I played the PS4 remaster, loved it, bought it on the PS2, played it, loved it. I think this is one of the most brilliant, cleverest games I've ever played. Go back to remember the game 100 and... Uh, I don't remember what number it is. My list cut it off here. I don't remember. 180 something. Go back and listen. Shadow of the Colossus is sick. I fucking... If you like Breath of the Wild, look at Shadow... Just look into Shadow of the Colossus. You can get on PS4 for cheap. It's awesome. Number 19 is Contra. One of my favorite NES games of all time. I love it. Tough but fair. Run and gun... I could play Contra and Super C for, for the rest of my life and never get bored of them. What else is there to say? I I love the Contra games. Number 18 is Contra but better, and that is Gunstar Heroes on the Sega Genesis. Absolutely one of my top three favorite Sega Genesis games uh, that I've played anyways. It is just a better Contra. It's fucking rad. Looks great. I love the different weapons, the mixing and matching. I love the variety in the levels minus that board game level that could suck my fucking ass and uh it's it's just it's the shit gunstar heroes is the shit i love that game number 17 is resident evil 2 on the ps1 one of my favorite resident evil games ever it's easily the best of that original trilogy to me resident evil 2 remake is you just took the, one of the best retro survival horror games ever just made one of the best games ever but there's still something to be said for the original resident evil 2 i'm so glad i finally got around to playing it. i never played it back in its day Love that game. Resident Evil 2 is the shit. Number 16 is Def Jam Vendetta. I'm going to say for the GameCube because that's where I played it, but it was on pretty well everything back then. It was basically the Nintendo 64 wrestling games, but with rappers fighting underground. It sounds stupid, but it's awesome. Anyone that played the Def Jam games, you fucking know what I'm talking about. Ah, I love Def Jam Vendetta. Number 15 is Diddy Kong Racing for the Nintendo 64. Everyone's been telling me it's better than Mario Kart 64. I finally played it. And I'm not sure if I'm ready to concede that it's better than Mario Kart 64, but it's worthy of that BM-1A-1B with it. I loved it. I loved it. It was so much fun. It was, it was just... Every bit is... In some ways, better. Uh, and in some ways, I like Mario Kart better. But I, I fucking... Yeah, Diddy Kong Racing was the shit. Uh, I hope we get that on on Switch Online eventually. Number 14 is probably my favorite Sega Genesis game ever, and that is Streets of Rage 2, the best beat-em-up I've ever played that isn't Streets of Rage 4. It's just, it's exquisite. Play it. Just play it. If you like beat-em-ups, must play. Play it. Best Sega Genesis game I've ever touched. Number 13 is Dr. Mario, my beloved Dr. Mario for the NES. I really wanted to put it higher. The only reason it isn't is because I basically, whenever I play it, I ratchet it up to number 20, I beat a couple levels till I lose, and then I'm done. Like, It doesn't have the staying value to me that Tetris does, but I I have a lot of time. I love Dr. Mario. I wish we had Dr. Mario 99 so bad. So that's number 13. Number 12 is The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds for the 3DS. Top two or three Zelda game for me. Direct sequel to Link to the Past. It's in the same world. Uh, I've only ever played through it once. I think, or maybe twice, but I haven't played it in a long time. And, uh, I've been on the lookout. I am going to buy a copy of it for my 3ds because it is just, if you've, if you're a link to the past fan, it's not a, should I, it's not a, maybe I'll play it. It's a, you need to play it. It is, it is, it is, it, it's a must play. Same map as linked to the past, but better. And just, ah, oh, link between worlds is, 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 the shit. I love it. Number 11, super Mario Strikers for the GameCube. What else can I say? You all heard me talk about it a million times. I love this game. So many memories of playing it with my friends. The GameCube sports games were the best. And Strikers to me is just below Mario Tennis. So many hours I spent playing it with my friends. And it was just, it was, oh. Just a magical video game. God, I love the GameCube. Top 10. Let's go. Number 10, Metroid Fusion. For the Game Boy Advance. Again, fucking Game Boy Advance, man. What a great system. Uh, Metroid Fusion is a much shorter, kind of linear Metroid game, but if you like games like Super Metroid, it is a must-play. And it is coming to Game Boy Advance online eventually. And when it gets there, I'm going to beg all of you to play it because it is awesome. And it's fucking downright creepy on occasion because like the Venom symbiote shows up and tries to eat you and it's sick. Number nine, WWF WrestleMania 2000 for the Nintendo 64. I have nothing else to say. You've all heard me talk about the 64 wrestling games forever. WrestleMania 2000 was, I feel like that's the most underrated one because everyone thinks of Revenge, WCWNW Revenge and No Mercy. But WrestleMania 2000 was a great stepping stone. It's just almost obsolete once you have no mercy, but I I still love it. Number eight, Mario Kart Double Dash for the Nintendo GameCube. Still a top three Mario Kart for me. I wish they would bring back the dual, rider, the dual rider system. I guess they kind of have by letting you carry two items at once. But when you had two riders, you could swap them in and out and swap between your items. And I wish they would bring that back in future episodes or future games because it adds a whole other layer of strategy. And it just still holds up today. One of the first games I bought when I got my GameCube back, I fucking love Double Dash. Number seven, was the, the game we covered on number 200, episode 200, and that is Final Fantasy Tactics. Everyone sucked this game's dick for so long, and when I finally played it, I was like, you know what? That was every bit as good as everybody said it is. It is legitimately one of my favorite games of all time now. It is just spectacular. I, I will play it again at some point. And there's all these rumors going around that a remaster of it is coming out. Fingers, eyes, toes, balls, everything you I can cross, I'm crossing. Give me some more Final Fantasy tactics. What a fucking incredible video game. Number six, Super Mario Brothers. Literally nothing else has to be said. The only reason it's not number one is because there are five games in front of it that I would, at this point, rather play. I've played Super Mario Brothers so many times. These five games in front of it are just, if I had to choose out of the the, the Super Mario Brothers and the top five games that are still in front of it, which one I never get to play again, I just cannot say I'll never play these top five again. Uh, But Super Mario Brothers is just the most important piece of media in my entire life. I love it. Number five, Mass Effect 2. Fuck yes. One of the best RPGs ever. One of my favorite. I have like 200 hours in Mass Effect 2. And every time I start playing it, I'm like, I remember why this game is great now. Uh, It's just... It is one of the... uh, If you've never played the Mass Effect games, Mass Effect 1 is fine. But Mass Effect 2 is... One of the greatest video games ever made. It is just... Uh, it is a masterpiece in every aspect of the word it is just brilliant i love it oh god i love it replaying it for the show i was like this is just sex plus jack is the best what a great character number four is my precious bioshock i think everybody listening to this knows how i feel if by chance you don't listen to it remember the game number 160 and then go play it one of my absolute favorite shooters ever one of my favorite stories ever best atmosphere Uh, it's one it just it's bioshock it's it's fucking perfect i would you kindly go play bioshock and if you get it you get it uh number three donkey kong country 2 diddy's conquest i could have easily put this number one or number two uh it's just i i think i ruffled some feathers when i said that i thought it was the must play game on the super nintendo um but i stand by it and that comes from a diehard you know tried and true super mario world fan i think donkey kong country 2 is a better game donkey kong country 2 is the best platformer on the super nintendo it's it's there's lots of greats but this one's the best one plus it introduces uh trixie kong and she's the fucking coolest kong there is i i fuck what a good game i love that game number two mega man 3 i think everyone knows it is a top three mega man for me it is go back and listen to my mega man ranking episode of expansion pass if you want to know exactly where it sits I just think it does. It it takes Mega Man two. It makes it better. It makes it harder. I think it's the best, best Mega Man on the NES, and it's just, it's perfect. I'll never not want to play Mega Man three. There was only one game that we reviewed in that second batch of a hundred uh, that I could slot ahead of Mega Man three. And if by some chance you haven't figured out what it is yet, maybe you forgot. It was remember the game number one hundred and thirty. Mark McHugh and I did the episode. It's one of the rare games that got a perfect score. It's Tetris. Of course, Tetris. Tetris. It's Tetris. I'm a Tetris diehard. I'm a Tetris fiend. I play Tetris on everything, and I love it on everything. I love all the variants. I love Tetris. And so I'm looking at my top five, and I'm like, Tetris, Mega Man 3, Donkey Kong 2, Bioshock, and Mass Effect 2. Ranking Mega Man 3 down to Mass Effect 2 was tough, but I knew they were all slotting in behind Tetris. It is, I've said it before, I think it's the perfect video game. I think it's the greatest video game ever made. Everyone knows how to play it. It's, it's, it's it's the chess of video games. I just, other than chess video games, I guess. It's perfect. I love Tetris. So that's number one. So that's my list. Sorry, I kind of rushed there toward the end, but we're at like 75 minutes. And I assumed that most of you know how I feel about these games anyway. Worst of the worst, Shack Fu. Best of the best Tetris. And uh, there it is. And if you want to know how I ranked the first 100 games again, go back and check out Expansion Pass number 11. I ranked the first 100 games that we covered on the show. All right? That is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Game Patch, and I'll be back next week with uh, Remember the Game 237, which will be The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, um, which, if I had to rank it on this list, would have come in probably somewhere in the low 20s, I think. I really liked it an expansion pass 151 next week that topic is up to our patrons and so i'll guess you'll find out what it is in a week because i don't fucking know what it's going to be right now all right take it easy everybody thank you for listening thank you for hopefully not yelling at me too bad for where your game was ranked and i'll talk to you on the next one cheers goodbye Thanks again for listening. You can see a full list of every episode available to our Patreons right now on Spotify. Check out the link at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Our subscriptions start at $3 a month. You can get up to four additional shows a week, all ad-free, with instant access to all these previous bonus podcasts. You can also join our Discord, write into the show, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Patreon.com slash rememberthegame if you want to check that out. And uh, thanks. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Whatever. See ya. Mm-mm-mm-mm.